revamping and redefining the way we look at our careers. This is Career Revamp, where we discuss all things careers and how to have the career you always dreamed of. Helping you go from settling to soaring and planning your career on your own terms. Now, here's the host of the show, Alicia Perkins. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Yay. Okay, okay. So let's go ahead and deep dive into the four behaviors that is killing your credibility at work. Let's go ahead and deep dive into this. First of all, I want to say we're talking about credibility, guys. What we I mean is just how others perceive you at work, right? Yes, it is definitely needed for growth. And it's like I always say that people tend to only think about their career when they're in the middle of a job search. But I really want you guys to start thinking about your career as a whole. Like even if you feel really good in your job right now, you should always be trying to examine like where you are right now is currently where you are. Like, does that serve you? Is it getting you closer to the life that you want to live? You guys know that I am not about a dream job. It should be about a dream life, having a career that aligns you with the life that you want. And so, but a lot of times we can really self-sabotage great opportunities because we are really not in the place of growth that we should be. And so that's why I say, yes, I am a career coach, but I focus heavily, heavily, heavily on personal development because I believe that you can only go as far as you grow, right? And so I think it's really important for people to get to get past just thinking about their page on LinkedIn, get past just thinking about, you know, that those those things those things that you see on the outside and really start to focus upon what is happening in here because that really controls everything, right? Because if you are not showing up the way that you need to be showing up at work, it's not that you don't have the experience. It's not that you don't have the expertise. It's simply because you have not become the person that you need to be to handle the success that you say that you want. And so I see people say that it's needed for growth. Yes, for growth. Good, good. How do you handle gaslighting? Girl, I'm, I'm going to be talking about all that today. Okay, so the first behavior that really hurts your your name, I guess you can say at work, is not being able to handle difficult conversations. When I say having a hard conversation, what I simply mean is being able to have conversations that that may involve feedback, you being able to have hard, hard talks with the people that you work with, just anything that can make somebody that they could possibly feel like uncomfortable in a sense, right? So if you struggle with being able just to have hard conversations, being able to express how you feel about something, that is definitely one behavior that you need to like improve on. And sometimes it's not that that behavior is is horrible. Sometimes different areas in our life just need to be strengthened, right? So this this talk is not to bash anybody or to make anybody feel any kind of shame whatsoever, but it is just to bring enlightenment. So you can know, right? Because I tell people like, you should always be on a path to where you want to grow, right? Where you want to become better. And it's not just about you being a better person on your job. It's about you being able just to be a better you. And so when you focus on 
being a better you, you'll start seeing opportunities open up for you. Again, it's not that you don't have the experience, right? A lot of times it's just a lot of mind trash and a lot of mind junk and old habits that we have taught ourselves that is holding us back from the success that we think that we should see. And so not being able to have hard conversations. And I always say the more that you move up, it is less about your hard skills and it's more about your soft skills. It's more about how are you able to deal with people. And the 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 reality is is that is is if you can't deal with you, you can't deal with 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 the people that you work with or, or just not even in your career, just in your life, right? And I tell people, you know, how you treat other people is a good reflection of how you treat yourself. I will say this again, how you treat other people is a reflection of how you treat yourself, right? And so we don't realize that we will internalize a lot of different things, right? Because we have not yet come to terms with how to handle ourselves with the care, the respect, and the compassion that we need to. So a lot of the problems that we may face comes from a lot of the the self like just a lot of things need to be healed right and i think that once people come to terms with who they really are not what everybody thinks they are or not even what everybody expects them to be but when people come to terms with who they really are and start to sit with who they really are you will start to see the relationships in your life start to improve because the more you learn how to deal with yourself the more you can learn how to deal with other people right so if you are in a place you like alicia i just i just feel like i'm always in some kind of conflict with the people on my job i feel like i'm always in some kind of war with the people on my job that could be be because you are in a war with yourself. Now, I am not a therapist, right? So I'm not trying to trying to say that you have this issue or that. I'm just simply speaking what could be, because let me say this, a lot of times we focus on how we feel. We don't focus on the root of it. This this kind of goes back to the point I'm um, I'm sharing now is that you can really have a hard time having hard conversations at work because there is a fear of of they may not even receive me. It is a lack of trust, right? There is a fear of rejection. Right. So all of these things could be stopping you from having the conversations that you need to have and also hearing the conversations that you need to have. But the root of the problem is, is that why do I feel like what I have to say is not esteemed high enough to actually talk about it? Like, why do you automatically feel that if you have a certain concern about something, right? Why do you automatically feel that that like that particular thing is going to automatically just be "Mm, bye, right? So let's let's really get down to the root of it and start. Don't just see, okay, I have a hard time expressing the things that I need or want. Let's look at why do I have a hard time, right? How do I think the other side is going to perceive it, you know, and we can't put ourselves in a mindset to where we're always wanting to avoid confrontation because confrontation is not a bad thing, right? I know it has a bad rep 
And so when we start to change our relationships and the way that we even frame that word, it's going to allow us to mature even the more. It's going to allow us to grow. It's going to allow us to not be afraid to have those hard, hard conversations because a lot of the things that you want at work, a lot of the things that you feel like you may not be able to receive at work is at the end of a conversation that you don't want to have, right? I, I will say that again, and a lot of the things that you may not receive at work is at the end of the conversation that you don't want to have. And that's just the reality of it, right? And not just at work. And if you have a husband, a spouse, a friend, whoever, right? A lot of what we want, we have to go through the hard conversation in order to receive the results that we want. But this is the thing. It's again, it's a lot of stuff is mindset. And I know that people think the concept of mindset is like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it really is mindset. Your mindset tells you that I'm not worthy enough to share my expectations or need. The mindset allows you to form assumptions to believe that the other side is going to automatically just ignore what you have to say. Again, where does that come from? Right. And so, if you are already in some kind of lead role, if you're if you're wanting to move into a lead role, you cannot effectively, one, lead yourself and you cannot effectively lead a team when you have all of this stuff happening up here. Like I have clients that I work with has 15, 20 years of expertise, right? Has the receipts. And when they have to stand up and lead something, they're terrified, right? They can't even can't even stand up strong in their expertise because of all of the mind junk that is happening up here. And 95% of the problems is assumptions, is that they have formed assumptions based upon what they think other people think. But the reality is it's not what other people think, it's what they think about themselves. All right. So this is why I want us to really get, let's, let's just dig a little deep <laughs> and really start to look at like, why is it that, you know, why do I always come back here, right? Why is your comfort place, you know, negativity, like why, why is it, why is it easier to believe that you can receive something bad rather than you can receive something good? Why is it easier for you to believe that people are saying something bad about you than it is for you to believe that people are saying something good about you. And when you start to look at these behaviors and you start to see how is this behavior stopping me? Because friend, it's stopping you, right? It's stopping you and it's holding you back from opportunities, opportunities that you should have been had. It's holding you back from being able to make the money that you should have been making, right? And so these things are stopping you and people I just, you know, and I'm saying this because I've done a lot of, a lot of self work. I have a relationship with the Lord. The Lord has done some mighty things in my life and he has exposed some things in me that I didn't even realize was there. Cause sometimes you can get so comfortable with, with who you are and you don't realize that you really are self-sabotaging yourself, right? Just staying the way that you are you know, and for so many years, I did not realize why I wasn't seeing the success in myself, in my relationships with my husband, all this, because I just felt like, okay, what is it that I need to do? I need to do something, do, do, do. But the reality was I need to sit, I need to sit still and think about 
the root of these things. And that's why I said, like, when it comes in your career, you're not seeing the advancement that you want to see. People want to fix the outside things without really being able to fix the things on the inside. And so once you start to be real with yourself and say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of this. And that's why when I work with my clients, yes, I help them advance in their their jobs, right? I had a client just told me this week, she she found a job making an extra $60,000, but a lot of the work that we did was up here. Sometimes you just need somebody to come and ask you the right questions, right? Example, the right, what people will say, okay, I'm not, I'm not able to really get the job that I want, right? So the question is, when was the last, the question is not, when was the last time you did X, Y, and Z? No, the, the question is, why are you not even applying to the jobs that you want? Why, why are you only applying to jobs that you know that you exceed those expectations? And the reality is, is that you're playing it safe. Okay, why, why are you playing it safe, right? And the reality of that is because you do not believe that you are, are good enough for the opportunities that you so say you want. Okay, why? Who told you that? Where, where did that come from? So as you begin to shed off layers, right? Now, after you begin to shed off all of those, those truths, right, you're left with what the problem is. And so when it comes to you being able to handle difficult conversations at work, it's about you, one, first believing this is that what I, the things that I need and the things that I want and expect are not wrong, right? And they are worthy enough to be listened to. So now when you start having difficult conversations, right, you're not spending your time trying to make the other side believe that what I have to say is good enough or it should be esteemed high enough for us to to engage in this talk. It shouldn't even be about that, right? The focus needs to be, okay, let me make sure that I can effectively express what I need, not trying to convince the other side that they need to actually hear this, right? Do you guys see that mind shift change? And you see that when you start believing that, hey, that the things I need on my job, that I have a right to express these things. And also on the flip side, being able to have hard conversations, being able to hear about yourself, being able to hear feedback about yourself, being able to hear that, some things may need to change and not automatically being defensive and thinking that just because somebody say this particular thing is not as strong as it needs to be, doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, right? Because people will tend to hear how they think about themselves. And I'll say that again, people, people will tend to hear, hear feedback, not what the feedback is saying, but they tend to hear what they what they already feel about themselves. So if you are, you know, on your job and you get feedback that says, hey, you know, we really need you to show up more, meaning like show up more in your expertise, be more sure in the work that you do. That doesn't mean that you're horrible. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that you have to start all over. It's just simply feedback because you do need to be showing up at work. But if you hear that feedback, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Well, that's, that's not what was said. (laughs) Right. So start to start to ask yourself, why do I internalize feedback as if it's an attack on my words? Because it's not 
right? And so when you, you should be in a place, especially if you've been in your career for a while, you should be in a place to where you welcome feedback. You want, now I'm not, I do understand that the other, sometimes people don't know how to give feedback again, but the reality is that you can't control anybody but you, right? And sometimes I'm not saying that everybody's feedback or everybody's thought about you is true either. I'm saying that you need to be in the place to where you'll be able to hear feedback and you don't take it as a personal attack, right? But but you're able to sit there and measure that feedback without emotion, but with fact, and you're able to sit there and make a choice as to whether or not that feedback applies or not, okay? So, Let's go ahead and move on to the second behavior, right? That is hurting you. And that is you not self-promoting yourself, right? That is you not being able to talk about your accomplishments, right? That's you not wanting to bring awareness to the impact that you provide in your role. And I believe a lot of that comes from people, from one, not knowing the value that they have, two, having a fear of, I don't want people to think that I think I'm all that, right? And I know this is a lot of what women feel. I'm not saying men don't, but it happens a lot more on our side and it happens a lot more with black women or any type of minority, right? Because we are so conditioned to be, okay, just keep your head down, work real hard and don't say nothing, right? Because we've been taught either by family, by society, by the things that we see, by our experiences that for one, don't say nothing because you don't want to draw any unnecessary focus on yourself. So just be quiet and do your job because, because it's important to just do your job and hold on to your job and don't cause any stir, right? Because we know for us, it's already hard to find jobs. No. No, 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 Where then you have the person that works on the side of you who does less work, has no problem speaking up about the little work that they do, right? But you are killing yourself, right? Bringing forth amazing results and you're not saying anything. And that is something that a lot of people do What they say, well, no, I don't want to say nothing because I don't want them to think that, again, it's getting back to the root of the problem. Like, where where do we learn that from? That that if I bring awareness to what it is that I do, that means that I'm doing something wrong, right? And, you know, you have to get to the point to where you start to believe, like it goes back to kind of like point one, that I have, I have a I have a right to bring awareness to myself. And that awareness is either speaking up about something that, that, that you may want at work, that awareness could be about you being able to highlight the accomplishments that you bring. Because if you do not bring awareness to what you do, you can't expect them to automatically know. Because when you're talking about you being able to highlight your, your accomplishments and your skills, right, they only see the result of something, right? And I do think that you should highlight the results. But the expertise is not in the results. The expertise is in how you got there. And so they may not see all of those details, right? And especially in the job, the job space we are now where where folks are being laid off, you need to be loud and clear 
about the value that you bring. Because then if you're not, and you expect them to just be able to see what you do, now, now you kind of just blend in with everybody else, right? But if you want to be able to survive in this weird job space that we're in now, you better be letting them know what you do for them and not what you do, but how well it's done and the amount of detail and expertise that it takes to bring forth that result, you know? And if you just focus on, oh, okay, yeah, I've done this. No, I need you to know how much a part I am of the success that you guys have. Because what you're not gonna do is just shove me into some little corner right? What you're not going to do is just categorize me as if I'm like everybody else when I'm working 10 times harder than everybody else, (laughs) right? So if you are, if you are working hard, why do you, why, why don't you want to get the credit for that, right? Because if not, again, you will literally be boxed in with everybody else. And when you're boxed in with everybody else, that does not make you top talent. That does not keep you competitive. And when when I'm talking about you being able to talk about your accomplishments or achievements, I'm not talking about you standing on your desk and say, (laughs) y'all, say, y'all, look at me, y'all. I'm no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. What I am saying is that when you have your actual one to ones or when there is a group project happening or when they are sharing the successes. Right. You you being able to share. Right. Again, the the way that you appear not to how how you are able to appear um, to where you are not trying to make it all about you is you simply state what it is that you've done. And you also talk about and you also ask for feedback. You can say, hey, guys, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, X, Y, Z, da, da, da. Are you guys able to provide any feedback on that? Do you guys have any feedback on how I was able to possibly make this better? So you're able to really share your value, your expertise, and the impact that you made, but you also have it to where you invite other people in to share their feedback on how you brought forth the results. And now you look like a team player, right? And now you look like you is not, it's not only about you because it's not only about you. Right. And so, and this is the thing, I think this is something else that we've been taught. We've been taught like, just because I say what I've done, that means that everybody else has done nothing. That doesn't mean that. Right. And so the way that you're able to share what it is that you do is to state the impact and the results and the achievements and then ask for feedback right? Or, or then, then you can ask for, okay, I've done X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Um, I want to know if this aligns with what you guys need at the time. Simple, right? Being very strategic in how you talk about yourself, because it's not you bragging on yourself. It's about you positioning yourself. I'll say that again. It's not about you bragging on yourself. It's about you positioning yourself for better opportunities, for better pay, right? Just highlight your achievements. Just talk about how awesome you've been. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, you have you have to be able to know how awesome you've been, okay? And I have a really great resource that I will be, I'll probably release it within the next week or two. It is a in-depth document spreadsheet. I'm very organized. You can keep track of all of your accomplishments, all of your tasks, guys. When I tell you this, this resource is so in-depth, 
You are able to keep track of the feedback you get. You are able to keep track of the skills you're learning, of the tasks, of the results. This this particular resource will, this is something that you can use for life. And it really helps you to see, wait a minute, I've done X, Y, and Z in the last six months. X, Y, and Z has brought forth this much. It's time to have a talk, right? A lot of people are scared to ask for raises because they have not yet convinced themselves that they deserve the raise, right? But that's because they have not been keeping track of what it is that they do, right? But this resource is going to help you do all that. So the third behavior that is keeping you from, excuse me, the third, third behavior that is hurting your career is complaining. Oh, complaining, complaining, and especially you guys that are in leadership positions. This is hurting your credibility to the core, right? And I'm not saying that it's not a lot of things that you could be complaining about. And let's be honest, okay? If you do a lot of complaining at work, just go ahead and drop a, a one for me, right? And I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I I can be a complainer, and I and that's why it's so important to be self aware, right? <laughs> a complainer, I I have to watch myself, like like I really do. And the reason why I can be that way is because I go hard in everything that I do. I go hard in everything I do, and I expect other people to do the same, right? <laughs> I'm like, if I'm going this hard, what's the problem, right? And I'm I'm the kind of person that I will, like, I, I exceed expectations. Like, again, like, I just, like, I, I will literally give my heart in everything that I do. So when the people around me not like that, I just be like, what, what, what's the problem, right? But I really believe that when I start setting the right expectations for people and understanding that I can only control so much, that's when I kind of, like, scale it back, you know? And so, but there is a difference between you complaining versus e expressing a concern. Because I'm not saying that you don't have a right to highlight things, right? But there's a difference between complaining and expressing a, a concern, right? When you complain, you're only focusing on the problem. When you are expressing a concern, you are focusing on the solution, so again, there, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to highlight something that's wrong. But the difference truly is, is that when you complain, it's only about how you feel, how you feel emotions. Whereas if you want to express a true concern, it's about you being able to be focused on the solutions. Okay. And a cause of complaining can simply come from stress. If you're stressed out, everything gets on your nerves. <laughs> Everything gets on your nerves. When it comes to having a complaint and a concern, it isn't how it's worded, but it is also in what do you want, right? Because sometimes you do want to vent, right? That's why, like, um, that's why, you know, find a friend, just a friend, not at work. Yeah, I don't care how cool you think you are with somebody, you should not be venting to anybody at work, right? You need to be find somebody outside of work to vent. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't want a solution right now. I, I just, I, I just need to vent and that's okay too. Right. But you don't need to be doing that at work. 
that's not that is not the place, right? If you want to be able to have yourself seen as somebody who leads in the workplace, you can't do that by complaining. And so it's always good to have somebody in your life, a friend or whatever, who you can vent to. Like 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 my husband, I vent to him all the time, and my husband is a problem solver, right? So I have to say, okay, I am getting ready to share something with you. I don't want, I, I don't try to solve this. I just need to vent, right? And a lot of times after I vent about something, I'm cool, right? So I think it's good for you to be able to know what is your true, like, why are you even speaking about this thing, right? And so I think that is what, it, it kind of makes everything how can I put this? It just changes the whole mode of something because nobody wants to work with a complainer because when, when now, when now I own my business full time, but when I was working, I'm, I used to be like, girl, we all know. Okay. We know, we know that this is a problem, but you complaining is making it worse. Right. <laughs> so it's like, if you don't have no, if you don't have any solutions, let's stop talking about it. Right. And so it's back what I was saying that stress can make you complain like it can make you really sensitive to stuff and so that's why it's important again to be self-aware right and is it really important for you to be self-aware and say okay is this really a problem or am i just stressed out am i just overworked am i just hungry <laughs> it's like sometimes sometimes friend you just hungry like you know how you know how you feel when you get hungry like everything be real extreme you be like real sensitive you just hungry right now right so really start to evaluate like what's really happening right now people will only do to you what you allow right and if if somebody is always complaining to you you need to try to bring forth solutions so if if, if this person is like yeah 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 xyz okay have you talked to so and so oh maybe you should do this, right? Like if you have somebody at work who just wants to convince and plain and all you do is bring forth solutions, they gonna get tired of you. And that's good. Be like, Ooh, yes, bye, right? But bringing forth solutions or, or another tip is always, you always wanna shine a light on the brighter side of things, right? That is gonna weed out those people who just want, to complain because some people their tone can sound like they just all they want to do is complain but they really could want help but that's just the only way that they know how to express themselves so if you start to bring forth solutions or you start to be a little bit more positive and that's not what they want they will eventually just stop right so it's really important it's really important to show people how to behave around you you got to learn especially in the work environment teach people how to behave around you and you don't teach people how to behave around you by going off on people <laughs> you don't teach people how to behave around you by shutting down every time you get mad it may take you having those difficult conversations right and so you can't change how your job operates right and you can't really change how they run things, but you can control and change how they behave around you, right? All right, so we're talking about you stop complaining all the time. Like I said, if you're in a very stressful environment, it, it just could be the stress of everything that makes you complain. If you're feeling very undervalued, 
right? Meaning that you, you put forth so much more than what you get back that can make you complain about everything, right? But it's really important to, you know, if you would reframe a lot of the issues that you feel like you have with something that can help too, but at the same time, sometimes complaints is a sign that it's time to go depending on what those complaints are, right? So don't ignore the, the complaints that you have, do something about it. Because the more time you spend with, with complaints and the less time you spend trying to fix them, the more frustrated you will be. I'll say that again. The more time you spend with your complaints, not doing anything about it, the more time you will be frustrated. So I want you to start thinking about, okay, this is an issue. This is a complaint. First, always circle back to you. Am I overreacting? Is this whatever, whatever? Is there anything in my personal life that's causing stress and causing me to act out a certain way at work? You've got to examine all those things. And if you like, no, this is a real issue for me. This is a real complaint. Now it's time to sit down and think about, okay, what can I do to solve this, right? And so if you are in an environment to where you are, you are feeling very overworked, very stressed out, you are not being paid what you need to be paid, right? Start thinking about, have I asked for those things that I need, right? And if you have and those and those expectations have been met, now you have to sit down again and make a choice. So you guys see the journey I'm bringing you to before you go off with somebody? <laughs> Do you guys see the journey I went through before you? And I, I'm, and, and I say before, because you really shouldn't be doing that, but I'm saying that it's a journey, right? It's, it's a process that has to happen before all that other, before your usual first response, right? It should be a journey, right? You are training yourself to be a different way. And it's a big difference between reacting to something and responding to something. And so if you find yourself in a lot of like workplace conflicts, ask yourself, am I responding or reacting? Because when you react to something, it's very quick. It's the first emotion. It's the first thing that that comes to your mind. When you learn to respond to something, that means that you're sitting down and thinking about both sides, right? Right? Both points of view. And now you are going to make a choice on how to on on how to respond, right? Don't get into the mindset of always wanting to react, react, because if it doesn't matter how great you are at your job, it don't matter. If you keep reacting, nobody's going to take you, you seriously, right? You would then be, you know, have the name of she's, she's great at her job, but ooh, child, right? Because you just keep reacting. Okay. The last one is what is hurting you is not setting boundaries. All right. So, you know, and you'd be like, how does this have to relate to everything? It relates to everything not being able to set boundaries at work. And people are scared to do this because they're afraid to like lose their job. I don't want to upset. And this is why you need them. You need them the most <laughs> because boundaries is not for everybody else. They're for you, right? When you're talking about having, being able to set these in place, you're not talking about trying to shove something down somebody's throat. A, a boundary is a safeguard or is a red flag or is a what's the word it's kind of like a a alarm for when when something isn't right right and so i don't and people use it in the wrong way all the time you should not be shoving what you expect down people's throats 
what it what it's for is to show you okay something either needs to be addressed or something needs to be changed right so don't get so caught up on having boundaries right that you forget who it's for right so if if a particular line is crossed that doesn't mean that you have the right to be disrespectful to somebody all this does is let you know okay wait a minute we need to talk about something something needs to shift right but don't hold these boundaries as some kind of chain and ball in some kind of chokehold on people because nobody's going to want to work with you because at the end of the day just like you want people to respect your boundaries you have to be able to respect theirs it works both ways right and when we see it like this is it's no longer about other people it's about me what is it that i need to do and a lot of a lot of your complaints a lot of your frustrations is that you you are trying to change the people around you and you can't change the people on your job absolutely not you can only change you right so it's so the question is not what do they need to do it's what do i need to do right and so when you start to hold hold yourself the way the way that you should it's going to take away a lot of those those excuses and it is going to put you in a place in your career where you can gain back that control and not get this they always doing me wrong mindset because no ma'am and no sir Mm -mm, absolutely not (laughs) and it doesn't mean that you're not being done wrong right but the story doesn't end there right you could very well be be done wrong but it doesn't end there it ends with what are you going to do about it and when you take this mindset you take back the power in your career that you need to have and you don't allow allow somebody else to determine how your career should look okay so i want to do a quick recap the four behaviors was not being able to have difficult conversations not wanting to self-promote always complaining and not being able to set healthy boundaries, right? And so, and and I'll say this, in order to be able to set boundaries, you're going to have to know what do you need? Like, do you you even know what you need? When was the last time you thought about what do you need, right? Because, Because boundaries set, what they do is they protect what you need. Right. But if you don't even know what you need, there, there's there's that's the reason why you haven't said any. If you don't know what needs to be protected, that's why those those things have not been set in place. For example, if you know that I got to be able to spend time with my family. So what you set in place is that, is that I can only work X, Y and Z hours a week that is a that that is a guard to make sure that that family time is kept in place and so what you do is when you be hired on oh i said that i said that real bad when you when you're hired on right you let them know i can only give you this this certain amount of time right because this thing is something that i hold dear you know, so when you start to think about what needs to be kept in place, that's when you start to understand and realize this needs to be an actual boundary. If you know, I don't, 
I want to be paid a certain amount or I expect to be paid a certain amount for my expertise, right? I will not be be overworked, right? When you start seeing work piling up on you, piling and piling and piling and piling, now you know, okay, a boundary has been crossed. It's time to have a conversation. It's not time to get mad and upset. It's time to have a conversation, Right. So putting boundaries in place that only protects those things that are important to you. But it's up to you to know what is important to you right now, because what what was important to you five years ago may be different now. So I want you to sit down and really take the time to think about what is it that you need right now? Right. What are those things in your life that needs to be protected? Because you you have that right. Right. And so those were the four behaviors that we talked about. I'm I'm a little different than other career coaches, not saying anybody else is wrong. I just know the focus area that I, I have with my clients that I work with. Again, I help my clients advance. I help them to make more money, but I help them to align their career with their life. I hold them accountable to the life they say that they want. Right. I take away all of their excuses. Right. And I help them to see that you don't need more. You don't need to go back to school. You don't need to to keep on adding on course after course. You need to learn the value of what you already have. Right. And, you know, I teach I teach my clients that it's not about you having to work harder. It's about you wanting to work smarter and it comes and you come to a certain place in your career where you have put the work in, right? You have put in the work, you have built up the expertise. My, a lot of people have spent thousands of dollars on their expertise. You've, you've put the work in and you come to a point in your career where you deserve to be able to, to receive the respect that you should receive to make the money that you, you, should be making and also be able to show up and operate in your expertise as you should. But you can't do that if you got all this mind junk in here, right? So I I empower my clients not to just be good at their jobs. I empower them to be, to just be them like at life. Like I allow them to see that it's so much more about the work that you do and it's about the person that you need to actually be. Right. And when you start to change the person that you need to be, all of your relationships in your life will change. Right. And I think it's important that people do have a career that they enjoy, because when you have that, everybody around you, all the people that you love will reap from that. Right. Because there is a certain level of of confidence that you get when you are able to show up at work and operate as you should be. Right. When you are able to show up and not have all these doubts and stuff. And so. When you're able to be true in that and when you're able to, to really stand on that, it transforms you all the way. So I really deal with my clients on a more like holistic way rather than us just focusing on your resume and us just focusing on because because you're so much more than that. And if you and when you start to realize who you really are, all that other stuff is this small, right? But people make the resume a big deal and their experience is a big deal because they don't have anything else to fall back on because they don't know their value. They don't know what they want. They don't even know the life that they want, right? And so that's just how I deal with 
the clients that I work with. And that's why my clients get a raise for $30,000, $40,000 in the same position without finding another job, right? Then I've had some clients who 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 found a new job and they've gotten a, a $75,000 increase. So, and, it, and I don't even talk about that with my clients a lot. Now, of course, we do discuss, you know, your skill set and your expertise and and what that growth plan can look like for you and, you know, what pay you should be in expectation for. But that's not really a big, a big part of my, of how I deal with them. It's not just money, 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 money. But when you start to become the person that you need to become, the money going to flow in. <laughs> when you start to realize the impact that you make, the money is going to flow in. When you start learning how to deal with the people who you work with, right? And 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 highlight your 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 accomplishments and be sure about who you who you are, the money is only a byproduct, right? Because now you know I'm not going to accept anything less, right? You know that I can't accept anything less because if I accept anything less, I'm not being true to myself, right? You start realizing it doesn't matter if this whole recession thing is happening. What they got to do with me? Yes, you should be aware, right? But, but when you realize when I'm doing the work and putting myself in the position that I need to be in, opportunities will flow, whether we are in a, a, a actual recession or not. Why? Because 95% of the people are not. And that's just the reality of it, you know? And it's not always about who has the most it's about who knows what they have and who has positioned themselves for success. Now, I got a client uh, recently got a $50,000 raise on her job. On her job, they just laid off like 70 people, right? Now, your mom would tell you, we in the middle of recession, don't you go ask for no more money. They then laid off all these people. What they got to do with you, right? Just because they, they've they been laid off, are you not still bringing forth the results? What does it have to do with you? Again, not making everybody else's reality. What they got to do with your success? Nothing, right? But you've trained yourself to feel like I can only get what everybody else is getting. Are you like everybody else? No, right? And so it's so important to embrace what you bring to the table, to know what you bring. And that's why I said earlier, it's like if you guys, especially in the time now, if you are not positioning yourself in your workplace, right, you will be, will be pushed aside like everybody else. And I'll say this, if you are not, a lot of people are scared to, to not have a job and I get it trust me right but a lot of people are extremely in fear because they're like oh my god if I lose my job what am I going to do right and that's that is a that response is nothing wrong with feeling like that but you got to ask yourself why do I feel like this like why am I not prepared to make a move if I have to right like why have you allowed yourself to get so comfortable that the thought of maybe even having to do a job search scares you to death, 
right? I tell people, even if you have a job and you love your job, you should be going on a job interview two to three times a year just to keep the skill fresh. <laughs> like go, go, go apply for a job, right? Because when it comes to going through the job interviewing process, that's a skill. And if you've been at your job for five, 10, 15 years and you have not went on an interview, the skill is it's dead, it's stale, right? So even if you are, love your job, go on an interview one, uh, at least two times a year to keep that skill fresh, to keep you in the mind of talking about your value, right? right? And, and people don't do career management. It's just get me a job, get me a job, get me a job. And that's why when I first started my business, that's all I did was just help people find a job. But then I started realizing, wait a minute, you got the job, but you you still need help, right? And so these are the things when I mean talking about you being in a, in a position for success. So even if you do get laid off, you're like, I can get something else, right? Because I know the value that I add, right? I understand what I bring, I understand my expertise, I understand my high-end demand skills that I have, right? And so you're not afraid to lose your job because you know that I can get another one, right? And the people that will get jobs in the season that we're in are the ones that know what they bring to the table. So that's why I tell y'all, this, this uh, I have a workshop. I'm coming, I, it's coming up on the first. I'm gonna be talking about all of this. Right. And if you want to work with me one to one, let's talk. But because the season that we're in now, you can't afford to get comfortable. You can't afford to just focus on your daily task at work and just keep your head down. You got to start thinking about where you are and where you want to go. Because if you just get serious. Right. For six months, get serious, start to focus on what you want. You'll be surprised how much your life can change in six months in the middle of a recession, right? Because, you know, I, I was reading this because trust me, I own a full-time business. So I have to be aware of what is, is, is happening right now. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this season that we end is very scary. But also, they also say during seasons like this is a time that people will experience the most success. But the only people that will experience that success is the ones that have put themselves in a place to experience. So while everybody else is playing scared, right, you can be putting yourself in a mindset to advance, right? And not just thinking about your career when it's time to look for a job, especially you guys in leadership positions. It's so much more important even for you because it's not just about what's 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 the next role. It needs to be about, okay, well, how am I able to take my expertise to that next phase, right? Being able to put yourself in, in a position to where I'm not just an actual doer. I'm more on the, the visionary side, right? which makes you even more valuable. But if you keep putting yourself as I just do, 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 right? It's hard to stand out in your field. So guys, we are right at an hour. I enjoy talking to you. If you have any questions, guys, go ahead and let me know. So um, if you are not following me on LinkedIn, please do. If you guys have any topics or anything you want me to discuss in the future, let me know and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Revamp. 
You can listen to this on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Alicia Perkins on all social media platforms or at IamAliciaPerkins.com.